along with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Famous Van Helsink. With me, all the way from across the pond, is the gold standard in ghost hunting, according to the Wall Street Journal. But what the hell do they know? Mr. Stephen Parsons. Good evening. <clears throat> Should we do the intro again? It was rather fun hearing it twice. Now, and also with me is, of course, a very good friend of mine and a fellow investigator. And a very hot investigator, <laughs> Leslie Martin. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Yeah, it's wicked hot here in New England today, and I'm. So- I thought. <clears throat> sorry, I thought when he said hot, I thought he, I thought St. Jan was going to give him a telling off later. <laughs> I'll take any compliment I can get, even uh, if it doesn't apply. <laughs> oh, that's. Oh, I think it applies. I think oh, it applies. Thank you. Thank you. You slick tongue, Englishman. Ah, shut up! What are we doing tonight? So anyway, uh, yeah, this is, uh, of course, Ghost Chronicles uh, International right here on Tojanet, Pararex, Planet Paranormal, Crackle Radio, wherever the hell else we're being done. And, of course, uh, we are here at my office at VZ, which is the, the, uh, the place where uh, Spirit Quest is going to be held this year, as it was the last three years. And Spirit Quest, for those who don't know, is September 18th to the 20th, right here at the Haunted Vesey Estate in Groveland, Massachusetts. And this year, Spirit Quest Book of Shadows uh, looks at ghost hunting and witchcraft. Steve? What? <laughs> what? I mean, how could I follow that? I mean, you said it all. Also joining us uh, is the quiet Steve Parsons from the UK. He will be here again this year. Uh, God knows why, but uh, he will be back. And he will be uh, doing a couple of great, great things. Uh, he will be talking all about witches from uh, England, I guess. And yeah, that, that's the place, old England. 
And also, he will be talking about ghost tech, uh, smart ghost tech or something like that. You know that's not why I'm coming, don't you? The only reason I come over there each year is A, to see you and some Jan and all of my friends that I've now made there. But kind of importantly is the Apple store at Rockingham Park because, hey, there's no tax. And I need a new iPod this year. Now, where have you gone? Where have I gone? It's all gone very quiet. I know I'm here, but are they here? Or have the paranormal world got... Oh, you're getting Ron. This is cool, because I can't hear anything at the moment, so I should just talk all over Ron and Leslie, who are out on a ghost hunt at VZ, uh, home to Spirit Quest and lots of interesting ghosts. So, now I'm not there either. <laughs> or am I, st- am I still here, or am I cut off now? Oh, well, hey-ho. Anyway, Ron and Leslie are at VZ tonight, and they're conducting a ghost investigation. Two weeks ago, myself and medium Andrew Taylor did a similar thing. There you go. At Kerry Castle in Wales. Yeah. And we did a walk-around investigation. And we yeah. did some uh, basic ghost hunting, given the, the duration. Yeah. We had an hour. It was a very cloudy night. And uh, we did some live mm, ghost box stuff as well using no. an SB7 spirit box. I'm not here and um, so, so the show's going well. Sorry, I'm just trying to read in the chat room who can hear who. Apparently, they can hear Ron or Steve or. And we are Ron, I think, Steve maybe. Talking. <laughs> this is so funny. Uh, You're going to be on the receiving so. end of it, Kirsty. Oh, there, there we go. There we go. Comments like that. So, anyways. But, that was yeah. uh, interesting, Wesley. So that must have been paranormal. No doubt about it in my mind. Yep, yep. Just keep Those talking. They're back. Yeah. So, so I can't anyway, my as I mentioned earlier, we are here so at uh, the VZ Estate. And the VZ Estate, for those who do not know, was the summer home yeah, for yeah, Havel Industrialists. Uh, so if I shut up. VZ. <laughs> as I like to call him. Ron still can't hear Steve, and Steve can't So anyways, uh, we're trying to get well, Steve anyway. online, but it, you know, um, he's probably hiding there. Afraid what we'll do is I'll assume Ron's there. So, <laughs> so anyways, uh, it also uh, has many other uses throughout the years, which we're, we want to discuss a little tonight. bit. But um, and let, let me ask you, uh, and try and rely on the chat. Yes, Leslie. Um, me when to speak. Let, for Go those wrong. who don't know, Leslie is also a medium. She is the author of Medium Rare. And uh, your website is? www.lesliemartin.com. That's L-E-S-L-E-Y, Martin.com. Excellent. Yep. And uh, so I mean, here we are in my office, which is actually part of the site, and we're getting telephone calls from the dead, so this is <laughs> going off. really good. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, you're sitting in this office with me right yes. now. Do you feel anything besides hot? Besides hot. Um, the name Dennis keeps going through my head. Dennis. Dennis. Mm-hmm. But you don't feel like you're not really picking up on presence. No, no, no. It's pretty quiet right now. Really? Yeah. Um, while I was waiting for you to show up, I was out on the grounds and um, I was picking up children. 
Really? Yeah. Nothing to do with the kids that are out there. No, no, no. That was before the children came. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, just little ones running around. Interesting. Mm. And you're not the only one that ever told me that as well. Oh, really? Who else? Um, Kelly Spangler. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kelly Spangler was here, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, but she was with uh, Steve Parsons, and uh, they were sitting right outside the, the door here on that, that bench that's outside the door, and um, they started picking up on children, or she did, mm-hmm. not, not Steve. Steve couldn't pick up a dime if he dropped it. <laughs> uh, but. Anyways, uh, yeah, so that's what they, they started picking up. Mm. The first time that I was here, I couldn't understand why I was getting Boy Scouts, Boy Scout camp. and, uh, mm-hmm. and But this wasn't to do with the Boy Scouts. This was just kids playing. The Scouts do, uh, I think they meet here. I know the Girl Scouts do for sure. And uh, so that happens. Now, now, this is interesting because... Uh, I find that, you know, extremely interesting. You would pick up on children. As I mentioned, uh, Kelly picked up on this before and, you know, his two independent thoughts about it. Mm-hmm. And this is on the grounds. Did you pick this up on the grounds? I'm sitting right out there. Yeah, the sitting on the grounds, right. So, I mean, that's part of the thing we're going to be doing at Spiracus is we're going to be doing the Blair Witch Ghost Hunt, which will be, you know, after the Blair Witch because the theme, of the course, is witchcraft and, and ghost hunting. But uh, the Blair Witch was outside. And so that's why we call it that. So we'll actually be going through the trails uh, where there is a lot of energy. And, and uh, the kids aren't the only spirits that have been picked up here before. Um, there's also uh, another gentleman that uh, I, th- I believe you ran into him. I know Maureen has and myself when we did an investigation of a little house on the property. Mm-hmm. But uh, a guy by the name of uh, Eddie Waters. Eddie Waters. Eddie Waters. He's our friend. Not yes. really. <laughs> he's um, a little angry, and um, he he's a little rough. Right. Yeah. In fact, when we do we every first Tuesday of the month, we do red light seances here, and he's popped in uh, at least once, maybe twice. Twice, I believe. Twice. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I believe that Steve is with us now. Steve, you back with us? I am. I was never lost. I was just. I think you guys left me spirit possession, obviously. Um, yeah, apparently we were both on, but in different dimensions. Ooh. Really? That was a bit spooky, because I couldn't hear you, and they said that they couldn't, and he said, and she said, and hey, done that. Interesting. That's going to be good on the, on the uh, for the podcast listeners. Whatever happened was probably paranormal, and certainly entertaining. We're going to have to, it'll be interesting to see what does come out on the podcast. Will he hear both of us? Will he hear... One of us will he hear someone else. Voices of the dead, maybe. Well, either way, it's going to be entertaining because uh, I think that both of us are rabbiting on at the same time. I, I think uh, Cal almost came through here at one time. <laughs> Cal, Cal, that name rings a bell. Do you think, uh, Leslie? Do you think we, it's possible that um, we could maybe get in touch um, with Cal via? Well, via, maybe we haven't we heard from him for such a long time. <laughs> Maybe we should try if we all think positive thoughts toward Cal and have him. Oh, they're spoiled. You said positive thoughts. Can't we just think about it? <laughs> yeah, I'll move out of the window so you get a breeze. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, we are here in, in, in this extremely hot day in the 90s again. This is the fourth day of our 90 degrees here rub in New England. It in, rub so, it in. 
unlike uh, England, which, you know, to summer is 70 degrees to them. And all Steve has been complaining about all summer long is like uh, lack of anything. Heat, sun. Uh, we're, we're, we're in the low 60s. I would love to be in the low 60s. I would love to be in the low Oh, 60s. that's my perfect temperature. Can we switch? <laughs> Just for a minute. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, why... Yeah, but you get the rains that go with it, unfortunately, Leslie. And I'm hoping for a really... The last two years I've been over for Spirit Quest, the weather uh, has been exceptional in the fall, New England fall. And I'm, I'm really hoping to see some sunshine this year, so uh, fingers crossed. Yeah, one of the things that we were discussing, I don't know if you were there or not, was that... Uh, Prior to this spirit, last spirit, of course, uh, Kelly Spangler was with you outside having a smoke, I guess, and uh, she picked up on children. Do you remember that? That's right, she did. Um, I don't recall many of the details, but I do recall Kelly talking about uh, her picking up on children. And the, the thing was, of course, I was late coming in here, and Leslie was waiting for me, uh, and she picked up on children. Uh, as well, so in basically the same area, so that's that's kind of interesting. And then I said, you know, when we do this Blair Witch Ghost Hunt, it'll be interesting to see what we come up with uh, as far as evidentiary or, or even just thoughts or experiences in regards to this. It's interesting that you pick up the that you, you talk about children because they they are a very common feature in haunted locations, even unexpected. Ones. Really? I've been over to uh, I've been over to jails, uh, you know, um, Victorian jails in in Ireland and medieval castles here in Great Britain, um, and children are often picked up on. And I was going to ask Leslie, oh, do children have a special ability that to maybe communicate um, through mediumship, or or or? children more more likely to remain um, in spirit as opposed to adults because it's, it's surprising the number of children that do um, come through to mediums from my experience children are so much more open than adults they're just so much more connected to everything around them and, and able to receive things that adults just cannot and so it doesn't surprise me that when they cross over that they are you know innately still curious and, and go into places you know and into situations, um, you know, just to go and play. So I think maybe that's why you're picking up on them in, in strange places, because how cool does a jail look to us, you know? Hey, let's go check out that jail. <laughs> why wouldn't a child spirit want to go and do that? Cool. Cool stuff. So we have 15 minutes in the show, and, and Leslie was, uh, I asked her about if she got any impressions in my office here at VZ, and she picked up on the name Dennis, right? Yeah, Dennis. Okay. So that's that's all we have right now on this. So we're going to move into the next room, and uh, I'm going to do something uh, that I call photo scrying. And speaking of scrying, Leslie and I are doing a workshop tonight at Circles of Wisdom on scrying as well. So it kind of it's apropos. I hear children. Oh my goodness! <laughs> all right, so we're going to attempt to move into the next room. Uh, as we go, we have to unplug this. So we will see what happens on that. Now, I mean, you when you went to uh, your investigation at the castle, Steve, mm. uh, with the medium, how was it with you? Oops. Oh, that was how, how was what? Working with the medium on, on this type of... Uh... Well, I... I... 
I mean, I've, I've spent, you know, I routinely work with mediums uh, as part of the investigation process uh, because the information that they can provide can be, there is no other uh, means to gain that information, those perceptions, those impressions that are gained uh, from mediums. Mm -hmm. Oft times you have to accept that a great deal of the information may may or may not be relevant or it may or may not be already available Um, and you are dealing with the impressions of somebody but it is also absolutely the case that periodically you do get information that wouldn't be uh, known to the medium. Um, in fact, uh, there has been a, a handful of occasions where it's not been known to the investigators at the time. Um, and several months later um, has been found to be uh, factually correct information. Hmm. Uh, and that, that certainly challenges. And I don't think, I, you know, the, you get these people who say, oh, well, a lot of what the medium said was a load of rubbish or, or anybody could find it out. But that's not really what the investigator is looking for because, you know, one or two sentences of information that is factually correct, um, that, that is unobtainable, and you can demonstrate that it was unobtainable, is... Mm-hmm is just as interesting and just as challenging. There's the old saying, of course, um, that, you know, in order to prove all crows are not black, you only have to find one white crow. And you're dealing with, with human perception and a human ability. And it's it's not perfect. It's an imperfect thing. I mean, how many people who are listening to the show tonight, if they cast their minds back, can recall what they had for breakfast um, two weeks ago? Or recall the last telephone conversation they had um, or, or recall a telephone conversation from three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when people say, oh, well, it, they, they didn't get the, the the recollections quite right. You asked me before about uh, a conversation with Kelly. I remember Kelly talking about children for sure. I don't remember very much detail about it. And are we, are we really expecting the spirits to uh, be any better than that? that uh, is their recall perfect? Mm, because interesting. So anyways, we're here in front of the uh, photographs uh, at the, uh, actually the photograph rack. And Leslie's going to give her impressions as I flish, flish, flish the uh, photographs. So are you ready, Leslie? Sure. Okay, so first impressions. We Rick. didn't hear a whooshing sound. <laughs> okay, so here we have a couple photographs. Uh, of Arthur Vesey. Uh, no use saying that, like, we don't know who it is. It is Arthur Vesey. This is from 1865 and uh, a later photograph in his later years. Uh, he was born on October 13th, 1854, in Charleston, Match, where we kicked the ass of the British when they came over. Remember that? Yeah. As I'm looking at him, I'm getting a pressure on my chest. Pressure. Yeah, pressure on my chest. Hmm. Okay. Anything else on that particular? Uh, um. Because I'm looking actually on his bio on the other side of this thing, and it doesn't tell how he died. So it'd be interesting to do some research on that. Um. The great thing is, I actually can picture the same the same picture that you're looking at because I've I've walked through that room obviously a lot of occasions at Spirit Quest, and I I know the pictures that you're looking at. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of be with you on this one. All right, there you go. He's looking through his his third eye. Third eye, yes. Yeah, that, uh, so are you picking up anything else on that before we move along? And sadness. Sadness on little little Arthur D. Yeah. The poor little 
For the okay. okay. So we, we flipped over to the next one, and we now have a young woman, which was really interesting because I took uh, when I brought Mar when I was teaching paranormal CSI here for Northern Essex, I brought Maureen in, and uh, she did a just kind of walk around with me, and she kind of connected with this Clara, and I had a laugh because the name of Clara is oh Clara Wood Kimball. Clara Wood Wood Kimball. <laughs> Look at that, Maureen Wood, Clara Wood. Ah, interesting. I wonder if they're related. I have no clue. Cla uh, Clara Wood what? Kimball. Oh, what's Kimballing? <laughs> Kimball is her name. Oh, I see. I thought it was uh, I thought it was some sort of statement about her personality or her preference. No, Kimball. That was her third name. So her, her maiden, mother's maiden name that was... That fell what? flat, didn't it? Uh, no idea. So when you pick up anything from Clara, is she any strength or anything? Nothing? From this picture, no. I'm, I honestly, I can't say that I'm picking anything okay. up from that. So we're going to move along. Uh, we're going to switch to the next one. See if we get something else. And uh, here we go. The name Dennis. And what what comes up? But Dennis Vesey, born 1819 to 1895, was the father of Arthur D. Vesey. Dennis Vesey was a steer builder by trade. Huh. Right. Look at that. Right, and he's now building the stairway to heaven. <laughs> so, is this the person you were picking up on? By any chance, or was it just a name in the dark? It was just a name in the dark. A name in the dark. But now that you're looking at him, can you connect with him any stronger? I feel like he was really hard worker. I feel like he was um, very um, vigilant in um, detail. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Even though I can't speak with detail at the moment because all of my nouns and adjectives are leaving. That's right. Yeah. Um, so you'll have to. Well, you got to remember, remember that you work with children, so your vocabulary is limited, anyways. <laughs> no, stop that. That's all I have. Um, I feel like he was a very caring man and um, took care of his family. Okay. So that would be Arthur's father. And uh, opposite of. of uh, Dennis here, and and uh, I, I want to ask you, uh, uh, what's your name, uh, Steve? Uh, oh, yeah. and do you have any? Uh, do you have like the ghost box or anything set up or anything so that we can run experiments if we wanted to? Uh, it will be ready after the break if that's required. Okay, that is required because, as you remember, when you did your investigation, I did a companion investigation here. That's and right, you did. Okay, so opposite uh, Dennis here is Isabel Hopkinson French Beasy. The mother of Arthur. With her right away, I get indigestion. Indigestion. <laughs> yes. Is it she a, gives me indigestion. Is it a face? Uh, no, no. It's, it's totally inside. I totally get indigestion with her. Uh -huh. This photograph, she looks very worn and tired. Right. And I really don't think that that was her spirit. I think that she was a, a happier person than that was depicted here. It's just been a bad night for her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's spent the night with Ron. <laughs> That's so funny, Steve. <laughs> but so strangely true. You see, and I'm not even psychic. There's Clara again. Now, Clara's up again, and Arthur here with Everett Kimball, brother of Clara. What is he wearing? Uh, tutu. No. Uh, Look, they obviously are going hunting. shooting or yeah, hunting. Yeah, shooting. 
He has a, uh, a double barrel shotgun. He's also got a, uh, a belt where you put the shotgun shells in. And uh, poor old Arthur there looks a little strange. He's wearing this little, how would you describe it? Um, it's a suit. It's a woolen suit jacket with chicken um, pants. Double breasted. Well, not well, not double breasted, but the d- double buttons going down the front. And he has wool shorts on, and he looks very uncomfortable and unhappy. Why you don't like him? Well, look at him. <laughs> oh, he is unhappy. I thought you were unhappy. No, I thought you were saying you were happy because he looked uncomfortable. Hey, look, there's an orb in this picture. Look at that. Okay, Steve, this is interesting. Uh, and, and I'm glad you picked it up. Uh, you know how orbs seem to be a, uh, a, a product of the digital camera? Well, here we have one dating back to the 1800s, and we have rather large orb in the picture. That's not surprising. They, they are chiefly a product, of course, of the digital uh, evolution, revolution, um, but they did exist. They're, they are extremely rare on, on film photography, but they did exist. Okay. And uh, do, we, do we know what the cause of orbs were back then? I mean, to, uh, the, cause, the cause was exactly the same. Uh, it was simply an object that reflected the light uh, back towards the camera. I mean, you can see orbs with the naked eye. You know, if you, you see the sunlight streaming through a low window and you see the, the dust particles floating across a room, and if you take a picture of that, then it will, you know, as a, as a normal course of the photographic process, be, be recorded by the camera as an orb. Um, now, quick question before we go to the break. We've got about a minute to go. Um, which version of the Ghost Box do you want me to use? Do you want me to use the modern uh, SB7, or do you want me to use the 1950s technology Ghost Box, which is also switched on and ready to rock and roll? Well, we, we may try both. I mean, whatever ones we get the best results for, it's very simple. Okay, fine. Well, they're both ready to go, so uh, in 30 seconds when we, we go into the ad break, uh, we, can, we can have them. for. They're both ready for when we come back. Right. I, have no, uh, no, I cannot see anything in the chat room or anything else, so uh, uh, if uh, whoever's doing the show, our producer, is, they can use the voice of God to let us know. Uh, well, start, start. There you go. I was about to say five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> Okay, there you go. Here's the tune. You've been listening to Ghost Chronicles uh, International right here on Tojanet, Pararex, Planet Paranormal, Radio Crackle, and Fabian with Steve Parson, Ron Kolick, and our special guest, Leslie Mine. We'll be right back after the following messages. Monday mornings just got scarier. Tune in every Monday at 11 a.m. for another episode of Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition with New England's own Van Helsing, Ron Kolick, and his inquisitive travel companion, Lou Blassie, the professor. Hey, that's me. Each week we'll delve into the realm of the supernatural where all that is is not what it appears to be with remarkable guests, spirited conversation, and the occasional voice of the deceased. We'll bring you a whole new meaning to the term dead air. Ghost Chronicles, Mondays at 11 on Eagle Radio 1110. Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. 
Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more. Located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more. All in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. degrees outside. Ron and Leslie are melting. They want iced tea, not time for British tea. Anyway, you're welcome back to part two. Shut up, Ron. Back to part two of Ghost Chronicles International. We're having our second live ghost investigation of the year tonight um, from the haunted Vizi estate in Massachusetts. And I'm on the news anchor desk here in West Wales, uh, in the UK, you've got Ron Kolek and Leslie Marsden, our intrepid ghost investigators, are prowling the overheated, sunlit corridors of VZ as we speak. So it's not really yeah. that scary, is it? It is, actually. Uh, is it? Uh, what's yeah. a, quick question, guys. Um, while you two are, are wandering the, the corridors of VZ like a pair of... Um, discarnate spirits what are the noises we can hear in the background over the audio feed is it uh, i presume there are other people about it's uh, no. well it sounds like there's children or, or or people about in the building certainly breaking through on the on the audio i see no one no one uh, if you're listening to the podcast write in with the evps that we're obviously picking up on this and uh, let us know because anyway. i can definitely hear stuff in the background well, anyways, uh, we we uh, we've got a little bit more we want to do, and we're gonna we're gonna go to you, and then Leslie's gonna go out on her own. I'm gonna lock her out in the the thing, and she's she's gonna wander the the uh, corridors alone. 
with uh, Gary Waters or whatever his name was. Eddie. Eddie Waters. So anyways, before, uh, while during the break, she was actually getting a few more impressions. So I wanted to get those in before uh, I cut her loose. So what were they? This man standing here. Yeah. Is it Everett? He is a jerk. Well, actually, you said asshole. I, <laughs> I was I was cleaning it up for the airwaves. Oh, I'm yes, sorry. he is an a-hole extraordinaire. I don't like him one bit. And as I'm looking at this woman, is it here, wise to uh, say that to a man with a gun? <laughs> with an org in front of it. I know. Um, it will shine his way the pathway. Mm-hmm. When I'm looking at her, I'm getting a V, like um, Valerie or Vera Valerie. Really? Yeah. As I'm looking at Clara. Okay. All right. All right. So that being said, I want you to cut you loose. I'm going to let you go wander and, uh, you know, come back, hopefully, alive. Within a half an hour. Uh, yeah. Before the show's over, it would be a good idea. So anyways, I've uh, sent Leslie off on a task of uh, undaunting... Uh, Whatever. And only because you, unlike, unlike British technology, which is light years ahead of American technology, um, we were able to broadcast whilst walking about. You've just run out there. You've just reached the end of your power cable to the laptop, haven't you? Uh, no, I actually, uh, <laughs> no, I actually I don't want to spend the money to run my <laughs> cell phone. So, um, well, while you, while I'm, about to, I'm about to pull the plug, and which would might leave you on your own. So I, I on your own, and uh, okay. see how far we can get. I mean, okay. I have broadcast in other rooms in this place, and it's very easy to do, which I I want to do. So if, what I'm going to ask you to do, and if uh, Karina is listening as well, I will pull the plug on this thing, and. Right. And I will attempt to connect on a different outlet, a different uh, network. So um, if if you don't hear from me within a minute or two, uh, call me back at the regular one uh, that we did. So That's five, do- five, five, two, three, eight, six. No, no, no. no. And while you're doing that, uh, you will be working with the, the uh, ghost box. Yeah, I'll do some ghost box. I also going to. Um, it's interesting though. Just before you do disappear, is that we're also getting people in the chat room saying the same thing that it could be animal noises, of course, but there is there are definitely noises breaking through on, on the audio feed from you guys. Right. Uh, could be children, could be a bald eagle, could be lots of other things. But it's something that might you might want to check out for us because uh, okay, definitely here. So I'm attempting to disconnect, and, and hopefully Karina will reconnect. Uh, I will be able to reconnect on a different network. So, uh, right, then. Bye-bye. Bye. Nice, nice talking to you. Well, that's got rid of Ron. So now we can have an intimate session on the ghost box because we've got two ghost boxes. What I'd like to do, um, we've got the modern SB7, which uh, if I just flip the switch on it so you can hear the audio feed. Uh, interestingly, whatever happens, and we're having a, a weird paranormal night tonight, but when I throw the switch on the uh, the ghost box, the audio in my earphones drops out as well. So uh, bear with us. So now we have the ghost box SB7, the old standard and um, it's running in the background. I'll give it a minute or two to warm up. We can already hear some some noises, presumably from the local FM radio stations. So what we're listening for is the audio feed of the SB7 ghost box, and what we're hoping for is something that's relevant to the two guys who are Celestine and Ron who are investigating 
the haunted estate at Vizi. Uh, so something that's relevant. That's why I'm not asking any questions. I'm just going to have a listen. Now, obviously, there is lots of sounds going on. Uh, I'm I'm the disadvantage of wearing headphones. If you can hear anything that's being said, then uh, obviously pop it into the chat room if you're live with us now. And we'll give this one more minute because it, it is a bit noisy. And then we'll switch to the older 1950s Eggestone uh, radio. Can you say something that's relevant to tonight? Can you say the word VZ? The word VZ. Give you a simple one then. Can you say the word Massachusetts? My short word. Okay, what we'll do now is we'll we'll knock off the SB7. We might return to it in a little while. We'll switch on. We'll switch on and just require a little adjustment. You can hear it in the background. And what we're doing now is we're switching to an Eddystone radio that was used in some original uh, EVP research by a British researcher in the 1960s. His name is Raymond Cass. Uh, and this is the radio that he used for those uh, EVP experiments. So we'll just tune this into a frequency band that he always thought was productive. Just trying to avoid the foreign music stations. And we'll give it a listen for a minute or two and see if the spirits would like to maybe communicate using this technique. See if older valve technology is more appropriate. So, if you can hear my voice... Uh, do you have a message for Ron or Leslie, who are at the Vesey Estate in Massachusetts from West Wales in the United Kingdom? can hear if you can hear my voice so you're aware of me is there anything that you wish to say to me here in west wales and we are back or to the noisy one who's just popped in so uh while we were going what happened we're excited to find out uh, well i'm just looking at the chat room because obviously i have to uh, yeah apparently it said mass hole um <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so it was obviously referring to you ron um yeah uh, but it was a very short experiment. We used, first of all, the SB7, which, of course, is modern transistor technology. And when you cut back in, um, I th- first thought it was a voice from the dead. 
Um, but uh, we were using the 1950s valve technology, which was an original EVP device used by uh, Raymond Rehm, Cass, a British uh, EVP researcher in the 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. So yeah. over to you guys. Uh, so, take- all right, so nothing came through. You weren't able to pick up any strange voices or anything. Uh, well, there were, there were definitely there were there were voices, there were noises, but I, I'm at the disadvantage of wearing headphones, so um, I'm reliant on the chat room telling me, or even the podcasters telling us what was what was being heard. No, sorry, and, I, 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 and I specifically didn't ask any questions because obviously they, that might have been uh, related to to this location here in West right, Wales. So that, that's interesting in itself, but we'll we'll go back in the podcast and listen and see what we can dig up as well. And uh, so Leslie came back from her walkabout, and Leslie, uh, during your walkabout, um, besides uh, the heat, what did you experience? Uh, the name Muriel. Muriel or Muriel? Muriel. M-U-R-I-E-L, Muriel. Right, the, guy, the girl that used to sell the cigars? I don't know about that, Muriel. <laughs> But she was now. She's well known over here. She was known as the phenomenal Muriel. She had a. She was part of a circus act. Oh really? Hmm. It was what she did with the cigars afterwards. <laughs> uh, this is a G program. Anyways, so that's it. Just Muriel. No, I also got um, very woozy in the head, like I had been medicated. Where? That's an important thing. Um, I went into um, the room with the fireplace. You're right. Okay. Um, felt very medicated in there. Um, and then I walked into the room with the green carpet. The green room. Yeah. And um, in there is where I got Muriel. And I also got um, two women, one doing crossword puzzle or word search. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, one of them was smaller than the other one. One was bigger. One was smaller. Um and they were like in charge. So that's what I like. They okay. were in charge. Well, no, it's, it's really interesting you say that because uh, that particular room where you were in uh, has a, a connection to two women, one larger, one smaller. When I first uh, ran my paranormal CSI class, uh, the Boston Globe did an article on it, and a gentleman who uh, was a firefighter. Uh, his brother-in-law gave him the article. He says, you got to see this. And then this guy contacted me. So what I found out is that he was the caretaker here uh, years and years ago. And, and he would uh, check on the place and make sure it was all locked up. And he was in the office door by the green room and looking in. And all of a sudden, he saw two women, a larger woman and a smaller woman. The larger woman stopped and actually talked to him. And he kind of froze because there's not supposed to be anybody there. And they just appeared out of there. And then uh, basically saying that it was okay for him to be there. And then they just walked through the wall and into the corridor. And he finally went out and ran after him and there was no one there. And he, for months he told nobody over this. And finally at, at Thanksgiving he told his family uh, and they kind of like, you know, whatever. <laughs> but that article gave him the courage to come forward, and he actually addressed uh, my paranormal CS class on a couple of occasions with this eyewitness testimony. And this is very good eyewitness testimony because he was one that really didn't believe in the paranormal, and also he was uh, fairly reputable as a as a, as a fire working in the fire department, and also 
he wasn't, you know, he didn't want to tell anybody what he saw because that's, it, it affected him so much. So um, it, it's an interesting thing that you do say that, and that was the room that he saw him in. And that's not the the only time that other, other people have seen a larger and a smaller woman as well. Nuns, actually, is what they described as. So uh, that's an interesting uh, tidbit for you there, uh, Steve-O. Um, it is interesting. Whilst we were doing that, of course, we I was just switching off one of the, the SP7 and still running the one in the background. Um, but through my headphones, which which obviously not the S the uh, the EVP, there was there was some noises again. Um, I, but regarding that testimony, uh, there are a lot of accounts that, that psychical research has from people who who really have got. I mean. <laughs> I've got nothing to gain. Obviously, if you've got a television program or a YouTube channel or, uh, you know, an internet radio show, mm-hmm. then, you know, you, you do have something to sell, something to promote. You want listeners, you want likes. Um, but you, there are witnesses, perhaps, um, you know, more credible for the, for the reason that, uh, that they have nothing apparently to gain. But we have to, uh, you know... So yeah, that that is interesting. We do have to consider, though, that some people's gain is different than others. You know, they they just like the, you know, they just like the recognition. It's it's simply a, a pat on the yeah, back. The interesting ego, thing about it is, you know, I I actually, you know, I I didn't want to impose on this guy uh, after the first time he appeared in front of my paranormal CS class, and I, and I ran a class a few times, so I didn't want to keep calling him in as as a as a, a witness on it. So I even asked him, I says, well, can you, uh, you know, just email uh, the information in or can you do a, a recorded interview? And, and no, he says, no, I don't want really my name associated with it in anything. So he was still, you know, uh, you know, Larry about giving his testimony. Uh, he, he was it actually shook him so much. But it's funny, as as we're talking, the, the weather is getting turning. Uh, the skies are becoming darker. Uh, there is a. Foul wind in the air. Do you know that's really weird? Because as, we're, as uh, since we've been on air here, it's got considerably darker. Um, but that's probably because the sun went down about thirty minutes ago. <laughs> just saying, you know, just putting it out there, being the voice yeah. of reason. You know, Very it's sad, getting dark here. You uh, debunked that. Synchro- well, it's a, well, I don't know, weird synchronicity going on. Uh, what's really cool about this, and what's different though from this investigation, is. Um, when I when when I did the one two weeks ago from Kerry with Andrew, um, I sent some photographs across. Um, it's a location that I obviously know well, but unfortunately, as yet, you haven't visited it. But with VZ, it's a place that you know I, I have spent you know several days and nights there over a course of two years of the last two spirit quests, and so I can kind of follow you around. I know the green room. I know the pictures that you were looking at before, and it it, it makes it for me at least uh, feel part of the investigation process. And I'm sure that you know there are you know one or two of the listeners who've been to VZ themselves, and right. if not, they'll they'll rectify that uh, this coming September. Right, and, and um, now we're in the uh, the chapel. Of course, the the large uh, church-like structure, and this is where we conduct our, our red light seances, right? Yep. Every first Tuesday of the month, we all gather here with uh, people who want to join us, and uh, we sit right here in this room. Oh, sort of. And 
it, we, we vary because of uh, the light. Uh, we, we moved it to the basement uh, last time, too. In the basement, by the woman has been seen in the kitchen right off the basement as well. Mm-hmm. So that same one woman that they, they feel, it's the, the description-wise. So uh, anyways, the, we've got a lot of different events that are coming at easy, and, and they, they're going to either give credence to what we've been doing in the past and what we did today, or they're going to uh, contradict them. But that's the interesting thing about research is, is you want to find out about this stuff. You, you know, uh, But does it mean that one was necessarily right or wrong? No. This is what was happening at this time. This is what was happening at this time. Uh, a lot of people don't take that into consideration when they do investigating. Uh, you know, they whatever they experience or whatever happens at that moment, they believe to be the truth. Even and therefore they might discount something that happened before that was totally different as not being true, but at that time it very well may be the truth as well. And of course, there's the old saying that simply because somebody can't you because you can't explain something doesn't mean it's unexplainable. Right. You know, people. A lot of investigators simply go, "Oh, we couldn't explain what happened." Well, you know, there, there are several possibilities. You know, were they looking properly? Um, did they actually want? Did they actually want to find find the answer, or did they want to accept the the fact that it was paranormal without question? Because a lot of investigators, you know, are, their investigation process is coloured by their own beliefs and judgments, and you know, their desire to have something paranormal happen. Everybody says it. It's very difficult. Even even scientists, and and this has happened. Uh, and on many occasions, I mean, for instance, if you look at the Shroud of Turin, uh, that whole group that did the initial study on it, they came in at a certain uh, frame of mind and came up with certain results. But even though they received those results, uh, it didn't change their their mind on, on their beliefs uh, and what they found. And in fact, some of them actually uh, made them stronger. So it, it, it's, it's interesting, the, the human mind, how it affects us and how we, we actually study and investigate things. Well, belief is a powerful uh, driving force. It's, it's, uh, it, it's, what, it's the basis of all religions, and it's the basis of, of, of just us as human beings. You know, we are very belief-orientated. Um, you can see that on a day-to-day basis over the, the past 100, 150 years of spiritualism. And uh, I am mindful that Leslie's there. Um, but there have been a lot of mediums who have been outed by fellow mediums and by investigators and have been demonstrated to be, to be fraud, uh, fraudulent. There was William Mumler, the spirit photographer, of course. Over here we had Hellish Chanel, Helen Duncan. Well, the interesting uh, thing about William Mumler, he has never been outed. Um, he's been shown that his no, techniques no, no. are. I, um, I think no, you'll find that. I think you'll find that he's do that after the fact is not. No, I think you'll find that he was caught at it. No, um, wasn't because. Oh, I, all right. I'm, so a the, very, I'm a very good study of William Mumbler. I, I know of, of his case extremely uh, well, extremely intimately. Uh, he was actually brought to trial and and found uh, not. Not innocent, but found not not, not guilty. Proven, not proven. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, however, the evidence does stack up, you know, particularly in light of. But nonetheless, we have this. Uh, we, the, the point is about belief. We have, uh, you know, countless attempts um, to to defrock, to debunk, um, and to expose. 
But that doesn't affect the basic belief. Lots of people continue to believe in in, in even mediums like Doris Stokes, who have been uh, who have been outed. Um, it doesn't affect people's belief. Belief is that powerful; it will overcome um, these these other factors. I mean, right up to date. I mean, everybody remembers the most haunted episode with Derek Akora. Everybody talked about it. It was in the media. It made it both sides of the Atlantic that Derek had fallen for the Creed Kaffa uh, anagram. Um, but do you know what? It didn't affect Derek's ratings one iota because. Exactly. In fact, in, in some ways, it could be said to have improved them. Um, so belief is a very powerful motivating force. Absolutely. And the interesting thing about it, and you, you talk about religion and, and kind of what belief is, it, it is a religion in a way because you that you have, what is religion is belief in a certain document. So, I mean, there are even science who believe that science is a religion and, and that they believe that the doctrine, doctrine of science is the only way to that explains things. There is no other way of explaining things. Oh, you're uh, absolutely right there. Absolutely right. We have, uh, I mean, one of the greatest exponents of that is our mutual friend, Dr. Kieran O'Keefe, who, who you know, opens up many of his contra-arguments um, and discussions about the paranormal with as a scientist, which is a form of browbeating scientism. <laughs> so, uh, you've been here many times now. Yes. Yes, and... What has been your most profound experience here as far as what you really, really connected to you? I'm not saying, you know, what was the spookiest, what was the thing, but what, what was the most profound in, the, in a connection to the spirit world here? It was during one of our seances um, a couple of months ago. There was a woman sitting next to me, and um, I asked her if she was a special education teacher, and this, this girl came through who... who passed away when she was about 20 oh, and yeah. she was special needs and she died of a heart problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that connected with me because of my work with special education children. Um, and I, I could understand her level of commitment to that child and how much she loved that child. And she was obviously, you know, um, affected by that, um, encounter as well. Um, so it didn't have happened to, be with one of the spirits from this building in particular, but it did happen here. Right. So that's the interesting thing about it, too. And, oh, two minutes, and well, but, you know, sometimes when you do connect with spirit, it's not certainly associated with the place. But anyways, uh, time's just about out. I want to thank Leslie for joining us, and uh, we'll, we'll have to do this again, but a little bit more slicker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, but one of the things I do want to mention is at Spirit Quest, uh, in 1982, it was a cult movie called Witch Boy. And, yeah. yeah, and I actually have a replica of the witch boy that was used in the movie. And I've gone one step beyond to make a giant witch boy, where we will have, in our witch board workshop, many people participate in using this board. So this is going to be kind of interesting. I don't think, you know, most of the time you see, like, two people hanging around on the Ouija board, this is going to be much bigger. Uh, so I'm interested to see the results. I mean, well, we've had the human pendulum uh, as part of a science, as part of a ghost investigation, which I, I was disappointed by the human pendulum because it didn't turn out to be suspending an investigator by the neck and swinging them backwards and forwards. <laughs> um, 
you know, that, that was a huge disappointment to me personally. Ooh, that was spooky. Goodness. Right. Moving along. Uh, so anyways, so uh, check out uh, our website, anyghostproject.com, the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com, and get all the information about Spirit Quest and our investigation here at BZ. And if you want to find out more about Leslie Marden, go to her website, which is... www.leslymarden.com. And if you want to find anything more about... Uh, Mr. Parsons, and God forbid, I can't understand why, you would go to the Paranormal... No, 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 you made me get my own website. No, you made me get my own website. Oh, that's right, you did. All right, which is... And I can't remember what it is. Look, there's that voice again. spooky. What is it? We're on two. sounds like a Texan accent. Yes, we're on two. Wait a minute, I just noticed, by the way, speaking while we're here, and we got to go, there's writing on the dust in the table over there. So Does it say uh, light mass and prayers? I don't know. I'm going to go see. So, till next time, uh, good night. God bless everyone. Good night. Night. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good law. Have you heard?